It also gives the federal government time to get them signed up so on January the 1st they will be covered. But I think the, the thing that we always think about here is the fact that people have to realize that they have to look at these programs, uh, and I think you and I are going to talk some about that tonight and hope, hope people will adhere to what we're saying about that. Right. If you don't mind, let's go back to a couple of things and help me with, help me with the explanation. And, and because I think there are times when I believe that people truly don't understand about Medicare and that there's a Medicare Part A, which Medicare Part A is the part, I believe, which, which one is the one that signs you up for your doctor? Medicare Part A or is that? Yes, is, that's, that's great. And, and Medicare Part D signs you up for hospitals and things like that. And uh, because we have, I think, driving along the highway, a person would have the right to ask, uh, uh, well, he's talking about Medicare Part D. What is A, B, and C? Now, we're going to talk a little bit later tonight about what C is because it gets a lot of attention at this time of year, I believe, because of the Advantage program. Am I not right about that? That's correct, yeah. You're and right. so uh, we're talking about the part that was added in in the dates that Mike mentioned that deals with prescription drugs and the, the an effort to uh, hold the prices of, of those down. Uh, but they came up with uh, uh, an extremely puzzling, difficult thing, and that's why Mike called and said, Tom, I think people are going to need an explanation for this. Now, it, I believe he will tell us later that it's gotten a little more simple, but you do still need to pay attention to it. And... Uh, you have to sign up for it, or if you choose to, or have an equivalent plan in force, or when you do choose to sign up for it later, you may end up paying a penalty. That was what my mother was worried about, and why she wanted me to say, Tommy, see if you can right. find out about this. And it turned out she had one of the state plans as a state employee, and just said it was no problem, no problem at all. But but there's things that you have to pay attention to that you just simply cannot ignore, and that's part of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Did I do okay on that? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so we're, and and uh, when, I remember when I uh, had to apply that year for my insurance, uh, that uh, uh, there were, uh, I think something like 40-some different plans that one could choose. I signed up for Part D, and uh, there were a number uh, of different plans, so I had to, to listen to you and and to my uh, insurance person to find out how do you how do you choose? Am I going too fast to get to the formula? No, well, I would just I would just reiterate what you said, Tom. That the first year this was available, there were over fifty plans in North Carolina, right, uh, that you could choose from. And to be a brand new plan, as you have said already, you can imagine how confusing that was to people. It had never been done before. They didn't know what they were looking for. They didn't know what the important parts of it were, and to to your point, uh, hopefully over the years they have made it simpler than it was to start with. It was very difficult to compare the different companies and the different plans. You know, you couldn't lay them down on a, on a sheet side by side and and compare them, and they were all different kinds of prices. Some of them had one one some drugs on them, some of them had didn't have drugs on them, and that still is a problem. And and as we shall find out a little bit later, is that you have to make sure that the plan that you choose includes the drugs that you will be purchasing and will need uh, the the financial aid of uh, Medicare Part D to to save money and make make a good 
comparison or goodbye. So that's what we're going to be. I tell you, one of the yeah one of, one of the things that that you think about here is that every year this comes around, we talk about the fact that people who already signed up for a plan and have one in place, and they think it's done a pretty good job for them this year and everything seemed to work out fine and they just think they're going to just stay and let it roll over. Uh, and I would encourage people to, even though you have a plan you're happy with, you need to take time to look at your plan again this year for 21 and make sure that it's covering the same things it covered last year because these plans change from year to year and if you're a person that takes a fair amount of medicine, you want to make sure that your plan hasn't dropped two or three of your medications uh, or changed the way they address or changed how much you have to pay for a copay. There's lots of changes that take place, and this would be a good place, uh, Tom, to talk about the way for patients to look at that. Okay, good. Is that they can go online and look at Medicare.gov, or they could call 1-800-MEDICARE. And... Uh, if you do that, then you're able, especially if you go online, you're able to take your medications, put them in the computer, and it'll tell you the plans that cover it and the plans that do not cover it. That's what you need to find out. And if you if you if you buy the insurance and you make the payments, and your plan your drug is not on the formulary or the, the list of drugs covered by that particular plan, and because the the number uh, the list of drugs varies from one to, to the other. And if yours is not on there, you're going to still have to pay for it. You are not insured for that particular drug. And so... Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll find that most plans cover most generics. Right. But that may not be the case with if you're taking a brand drug. And as you know, probably uh, in this day and time, when you're taking a brand drug, they're very expensive. Uh, it's nothing in our pharmacy now to see a drug it costs five or six hundred dollars for a hundred tablets. We have examples of drugs that cost six hundred, seven hundred dollars for thirty tablets. So you want to make sure if you're taking one of those type medications that your plan is covering that drug. And I, I can remember the case of uh, I was buying insulin not for me but for my cat, and it, it basically tripled in price in about a year and a half. Uh, uh, the very same drug, and if it had been if I had I wasn't buying it on an insured plan because it was for my cat. But if it, I had been buying it for myself, uh, I would have. Uh, it would have been a lot more costly than it would have been if I had uh, gone through the proper steps with the formulary and establishing what would be available and how much would be allowed and those sorts of things. Let's stop, Mike, for a moment and uh, okay. arrange our thoughts here. And we need to take a break and remind people who are listening that what we are talking about is Medicare Part D and the fact that, like uh, uh, the, some of the other Medicare plans, you can only enroll in them at certain times of the year unless you have special circumstances. And most of those times are, are really basically run parallel, and they are at this time of year. The Medicare Part D window is open for enrollment or cancellation or change between October 15th and December 7th, an easy day to remember because that's Pearl Harbor Day. And that's why Mike appears with us here on the radio a couple of times during that period to help folks understand. Uh, and it is something you may think, I'm too young, this doesn't have to do, do with me. 
but at the same time, it may have to do with your parents or your grandparents. And if you understand it better, you might help them understand it. In any event, uh, we're going to be talking about Medicare Part D in, in fullness uh, following this break on WPTF. Uh, our guest tonight on the Tom Furnish Show is Mike James. Pharmacist, didn't give you a full pedigree, Mike, but Mike is a, a lifetime pharmacist. And uh, uh, as I said, are you there, Mike? Correct me if I go wrong. I was here. And uh, we met uh, when you were the uh, owner of the oldest pharmacy in Raleigh, uh, Person Street Pharmacy. And you you no longer own that, uh, but you... I have a pharmacy. I've got to remember PSP Pharmacy, and it's located in PSP Pharmacy in Carly C's on Newburn Avenue. Is that right? Right. That's correct. Did I describe that? And and he he knows all about pharmaceuticals and pharmaceutical things, both in terms of science and and, and in terms of how they're presented us to us through our social and political systems. And so he's a good guest to talk to about what we're talking about tonight, and that is. Enrollment in and participation in Medicare Part D. Now, where should we go now, Mike? Do you, do you think? Well, just a re reminder that uh, the people have till December the seventh to either continue their coverage or to take on new coverage to make a decision. In other words, so to talk a little bit about what this year's plan uh, entails because it changes every year. Uh, one of the things that that people do not remember when we get to the January of the following year is at the beginning of the year, you have a deductible that you have to pay before you actually have benefits that kick in on this program. So this year, uh, the deductible is $445. It, it has consistently gone up every year by some amount. Uh, it was about 385 last year and it's gone up to 445 this year. Uh, so consequently you've got to pay that amount of money in by buying your medications uh, until you reach that point, and then when you have done your 445, then your coverage begins to be shared uh, by the program, and you'll wind up uh, staying in that program a good while if you do not take much medicine. Now, if you take only generics and you only take a couple of three medications uh, a month, then you're going to stay in this next stage for probably the duration of the year or almost thereof. Uh, however, while you're paying basically what I would say is probably 25% of the cost of the medication, uh, which is usually about how it is, and that's how it is this year, you're working toward a grand total of $4,130 uh, to be paid out in the next stage of this plan. And the difference that people do not realize is that they only may pay 4 or $5 or $10 as a copay, but the total cost of the medication contributes to this $4,130. So you may only pay $1,000, but you've already paid in for the total cost of the medication, the bridge that gets you into a coverage gap. So what we're, get paying, into that, what we're paying, Mike, is, is what is rung up for the total cost of the drug itself, not just your copay. That's correct. Yeah, your copay may be $10, but the cost of the drug may be $200. And so you're, that $200 contributes to that overall total of $4,000. Gotcha. Obviously gets you to the gap quicker than you would think you should be getting there. 
But you wind up, once that $4,130 is accomplished, you go into the, what is called a coverage gap stage. And in that coverage gap stage, in the beginning, as you remember, Tom, once you got to that gap, you had to pay 100% of the cost of the medication. The problem they found that was existing, as you might figure in this situation, is that people would get to that point, and if they had large amounts of medication and they had to pay for it all, uh, then they just kind of backed away and stopped taking their medication, which was not a good thing. And so the federal government finally decided they needed to bring in some assistance here, and so they worked with the manufacturers to the point that they would wind up paying this year 75% of the cost of the drug during the coverage gap. So if it's a, it's a $20 generic, that's not too much money, but if it's a $1,000 prescription, then it makes a big difference. Because right. the patient is going to pay in that zone, the patient's then going to pay a 25% share, whether it's a brand drug or a generic drug. Okay, that's right. I wanted to make sure I said that the patient pays the 25%. And the the drug company is basically carrying the load of the other seventy five percent. That's right. Okay. And that that amount that the the uh, manufacturers are paying has increased every year because when they first started this program, uh, it was probably they were probably paying twenty five percent themselves at that point, and the patient was paying seventy five percent. So it's pretty much reversed to this point. So this is the first year that it's been twenty five percent in the coverage gap. So consequently, you'll wind up looking at that coverage gap and saying, when will I get out of the coverage gap? When will I get on to the other side so I get a better deal? And that figure is very simple. It's $6,550. Once that amount of money has been paid in, then you exit the coverage gap and get into what they call catastrophic coverage. And at that point in time, basically, the patient pays 5% of the cost. So it works well. Now, the difference is that most people, unless you're taking an awful lot of medication, will maybe not even get to the coverage gap. But if you do get to the coverage gap, unfortunately, by the time you get to the coverage gap, you most likely will never get out of the coverage gap because time will run out. The, the year will run out on you. To get <laughs> that. You very seldom see people, unless they're taking huge amounts of medication, get to the catastrophic coverage gap. This sounds like a very wide river that you're about to try to get across, and and you're just not, you know, you're not you're not going to make it unless you have an awful lot of drug expenses. Well, you can you can look at it from the standpoint that that if you hit the coverage gap after about August or September, there's not enough time left on the ratio that you're buying medications to get you to the catastrophic area. Because uh, once, like I said, you've got to get to $6,500 before you get there. And uh, it just winds up being a situation, if you look at it from timing and months, if it took you that long to get to the, to get to the point of being in the coverage gap, uh, you don't have enough time to get out with the amounts you're normally spending for medication. Particularly since they lowered uh, the coverage gap to be 25%. Mike, we need to stop here for... A check of the news and find out what's going on in the world, okay. and we can extend our discussion right after this, okay? On WPTF, Mike James is our guest. We'll be back. I'm going to get something right tonight, uh, Tom Kearney here, and uh, I guess maybe I shouldn't have taken that nap this afternoon. 
Uh, tonight, uh, we are beginning a new week of programming, and Mike James, a pharmacist, is with us to talk about uh, enrollment in and uh, being a part of Medicare Part D, and we'll continue with that in a moment. But this is the point where we usually do a little promoing, and I want to say that tomorrow night my brother Stephen will be here. He follows the entertainment industry a lot, and uh, we want to talk about the state of the moving picture industry and what's uh, going on with it with regard to theaters opened or closed and uh, movies released or unreleased. We'll be talking about that tomorrow night. Wednesday night, it's Thanksgiving on our nostalgia program and maybe a reflection on Thanksgiving as you have known them, when turkey maybe was more popular than it is now. Who knows? Whatever uh, uh, seems appropriate in terms of uh, uh, waxing nostalgic about Thanksgiving. I do want you, if you are driving home from Grandma's house, and you probably should be staying home, but if you are, if you're sitting at home listening to the radio, Thursday night we're going to have a reprise of a show we did a couple of months ago with David Menconi, former writer for the News Observer, who has a new book called The Story of North Carolina Popular Music. And it is a good book, and it was a good show, so I commend it to you. And that's Thursday night, 9 to 10. Friday night will be Friday night trivia. That's what's coming up on the Tom Kearney Show this week. Mike James, pharmacist, is with us tonight, helping us understand how to deal with Medicare Part D, uh, which came into being actively about 15 years ago and has changed over the years, and so the lesson has to be reiterated uh, every year. And uh, like I was thinking uh, some years ago uh, when, when the program was a little more complex and maybe once one got into what we call the donut, one had to pay the whole price. I was wondering if the Medicare Part D really saved anybody any money, but I think now I can see that it quite possibly might because of the changes and tweaks and adjustments that have been made. Well, it's obviously become a better program, a much better program than it was when it began, uh, and I think that they've whittled down the numbers of companies that try to participate in it. I think we're probably looking at uh, 30 or so companies uh, at this point in time that uh, are in North Carolina, and I think they're evolving the plan, and we're going to talk a little bit about that shortly, about some of the changes they've made in the plans. But I would take this moment to just say that I know we've said this a couple of times already tonight, but December the 7th is a cutoff on this plan for this year. What people have to realize is that uh, they have to do something by the 7th because once that gap closes, uh, then they're locked into whatever they're in or it may be locked out even of a plan until the next October 15th of 21. So it, it is important that if you're going to decide to do it, and I would urge those people who look at these plans and say, well, I'm only taking one small generic blood pressure tablet a, a day, and I don't really want to pay that monthly premium. Um, the problem with that approach is the fact that you don't know that in February, you're not going to go to the doctor and he decides or she decides that you need to be on another medication that's much more expensive than that, and now you can't turn back the clock uh, and get back in the program. So as you look at these plans or you talk to people about these plans, and we might point out, Tom, that we said 800 Medicare was a call you could make and talk to some people, but also, you know, in North Carolina, we have the SHIP plan, right? S-H-I-P-P. Right, that's the, part of the Depart Trump Department of Department Insurance. Of, Department of Insurance, right. that's exactly right. So 
you can call the Department of Insurance and they'll connect you with those people and they can tell you everything you could ever want to know about every one of these plans um, and help you be guided in the right direction so that when you get through with them, you can make a decision that will help you uh, in the coming year. You can also talk to your pharmacist, uh, who obviously is well-versed in these because they deal with them every day. So there's help out there, is my point, and uh, you need to take advantage of it uh, before you make a decision or before you don't make a decision. Uh, but what we wind up having here is a situation, and we talk about this occasionally, Tom, that there is a Medicaid program in North Carolina, uh, as we all know. And those people that are over 65 in Medicaid wind up going into the Medicare Part D plan for their medications. And they're randomly put into those plans as they become eligible, they're assigned to a plan. And they find that not necessarily always is that the best plan for that person. So the Medicaid patient uh, is the only patient that literally can change plans every month if they choose to do so. But the purpose of that was so that if they were assigned to a plan that wasn't exactly their best fit, that they could then the next time around or the next month or two months later, they could change to another plan that better served their purposes. So while the Medicaid recipient can change plans because of that, the general recipient cannot change plans in the middle of the year. Now, there is some help for Medicaid Medicaid patients in, in, in dealing with this and deciding whether they are in the, in the appropriate or the less expensive plan, is there not? I mean, would it be family members? Yeah. If sometimes they're not uh, able to deal with particular problems or are there counselors or people like that to deal with this? Right. Yeah, they have, they have counselors. They'll help them make a decision into which plan they need to be in, and they'll analyze their plan after they've been in it a month or two and decide whether or not they need to change. Now, Mike, I may be jumping the gun here, but I told you before we came on the air, I thought one of the most valuable things that you did last time is to explore and to put in place in this system of Medicare uh, something that, that is much advertised this year, and it's gotten a little more emphasis over the last two or three years uh, than it had before, and that is the Advantage plans, which I think roughly uh, applies to Medicare Part C. Am I okay on that? Yeah. So what happens here, uh, as you know, as you listen to the radio or you watch TV, you just hear multiple advertisements from different companies about their Advantage plan. Uh, this is a different animal than the standard plan that we've been talking about, the Part D plan. Over the, over the last four or five years, the insurance companies have created and promoted more of the Advantage plan. And basically what it boils down to is it's a plan that not only covers your, your medications, but it also uh, is responsible for your physicians and your hospital and the whole package uh, that exists out there for healthcare. So for lack of a better way to term it, I would say that if you decide to sign up for an Advantage plan, then Medicare, your Medicare card that you carry with you uh, is not in effect, so to speak, until you get out of the Advantage plan. So it takes over the whole program. And so you have to look at this program and decide whether or not it's the best fit for you. And, you have and, to look for your doctors. You have to look for your doctors. You have to look for your hospitals. Uh, certainly your make sure the pharmacy you want to trade with is, is in this plan. Uh, and so it, 
it becomes a bigger decision than just taking a Part D plan. What you're doing, in effect, and I'm, I'm pretending like if I, if Tom can understand it, which it actually is true, then it probably could be understood by anybody. You used the term, Mike, earlier in a conversation we had about HMO, which I think stood for Health Management Organization or something like that. Uh, what right. happens when you sign up for an Advantage plan, Medicare Part C, is the Medicare money flows to the insurance company, which manages your your Medicare Part A, B, C for you. And uh, right. And but uh, to uh, to belong to it, you they have certain strictures and certain list of well, for instance, you may not be able to choose your doctor or or your hospital or, or something else like that. There are some good parts about it and some good bad parts. And which is good and which is bad is decided by the particular person who's using it. I'm not advertising for or against it, just trying to explain what it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, for example, you'll find that uh, obviously it, in your coverage with Medicare itself, and then you have a Part D plan, as in, Part D as in dog plan, uh, on top of that, you find that there's, there's certain things like dental care and vision care and hearing aids and things like that that are not covered under the standard Medicare program. But you can find Advantage plans that do cover all that. So what you have to make a decision on is whether or not that's important to you, and if so, what does it cost you and what do you have to do to be in one of those plans that you get that type of coverage. Uh, you also may find that if you look at, at some of these plans, uh, their monthly premium may be the same or not much higher than the standard Part D plan. You know, there's many of those plans, so you, you think about monthly payments of maybe $20 or $25 all the way up to maybe $75 or $85 a month just for the plan itself, depending on what coverage you have in it. And you and I have talked a lot about the fact that back in the beginning of this, you could get a $15 plan, but it covered very few of your medications. Uh, whereas if you took, back in those days, you remember there was a gold plan and a silver plan. Remember right, that? exactly. And so so consequently, you get the gold plan, then you got pretty much everything covered, but you also paid a lot more money for it. Yeah, I can remember. So the, these, yeah, these advantage plans are similar to that. Some companies would have a gold plan and a silver plan and I guess a bronze plan, but in, in any event, uh, the higher you went up, uh, the more the expensive drugs were covered. But at the same time, you had to pay more to get that particular part of the plan. But if you were using the expensive drugs, you could get the silver plan or the bronze plan, you know, something that costs cost less. It was a matter of putting your your drugs into, and I, what I did was the thing on Medicare.com where you had a formulary, and I put you put your drugs in and see which ones are covered by what plans. And, and uh, I got a little advice from my insurance person, and uh, yeah. that's how I chose mine. Well, What's so good about being able to go on the computer? Uh, whether, as a patient, you may not use a computer. If you don't, you can get someone to help you with it. You can get SHIP to help you with it, uh, or other people to help you, help you with it. But the good thing about going on the computer is you can do just what you said, Tom. You can go in and put your medications in, and it will call out those plans that do not cover your medications for you. That's much easier than trying to research that all by yourself. And usually they would be proprietary drugs rather than generics, you know, most of the That's time. correct. Yeah. And the yeah. ones that where the yeah. company still holds the patent and makes a lot of money on the drug, and th therefore they're expensive. That's 
that's the way the system works. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way it works. But uh, but you may not be able to afford that particular part of the the, the plan. But in any but event, another thing about the Advantage plan is that that people don't realize or don't think about is the fact that they're set up in such a way that you can literally go into those plans. Uh, if you decide after a month or two that that plan is not right for you, you can actually change plans. But with that said, you can get out no later than March the 31st. So you've got to you've got to get into a plan and decide you want out and switch before March the 31st, so you can't switch at all. Didn't know that. So that's, up, that's good. Yeah. So, so that's the advantage. That's one of the, the perks of the Advantage plan. Right. Uh, so you have to you have to make that decision, but you know. Time passes quickly, particularly at the beginning of the year. Uh, and as you as you look at what's going on, you have to decide what's best for you. And you have to, you know, they're saying March the 31st, but obviously you'd have to do it before that because you would want it to be in effect in April. And if you waited to the last minute, you'd be back in that boat of not being able to get it in place in time to use it. And health, for the next month. And health care and uh, choices about drugs and things. I know it happens happened to me within the last year. Take can take place almost immediately, and you you really have to think ahead and, and plan and, and work right. things out. Well, Mike, we need to take a break here. Our, our last break before the end of the program. We'll come back and have maybe about ten minutes uh, or or something. Okay. So rearrange your thoughts and see where we, we must go from here. Uh, Mike James, we'll pharmacist, and he's uh, helping us understand the. A way to uh, enroll in Medicare Part D and what it amounts to and some of the other ways to do the same sort of thing. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. 951 WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. Tom Kearney Show every night, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10. We will have one reprise show that is an archive show this week. Uh, I recommend it to you, though. Uh, that's why we chose it. It's... Uh, David Menconi, who used to be one of the arts editors for the News Observer, and it's the story of North Carolina popular music, starting back with a, a banjo playing a mill worker named Charlie Charlie Poole, and coming forward, and it has the best uh, description of beach music that I've ever read anywhere. So, you, you, if you like uh, that sort of thing, it could be a Christmas present, or or you might want to read it yourself. But in any event, uh, David is going to be on with us. Uh, in a repeat broadcast on Thanksgiving night. Tonight, we have live and in person Mr. Uh, Mike James, pharmacist. Uh, and uh, the pharmacist, uh, Mike, you pointed out that they have taken, and they have almost necessarily had to, some of the responsibility for helping people understand uh, the uh, uh, elements of Medicare Part D, which is the the effort to save money on drugs, and we've been talking about that tonight. Is there anything that we need to reprise that persons may not have heard during the first three quarters of our program? Well, I think that, uh, and I keep going back to this, Tom, because it's so important, but it's just, it's imperative that people look at their current plan. Uh, you know, there's always signs uh, that jump out at you about making changes in Medicare Part D. And, and, of course, in order to know what those signs are, you have to explore your current coverage uh, for 2021 and make sure that it is what you think it is and it, it is what it was last year. Uh, because, as we said earlier, 
these plans are always changing, and uh, it may be some subtle changes that you don't pay any attention to because you haven't read all the literature, which is hard to do sometimes. But as you go online or call someone, call SHIP, call 800-MEDICARE, uh, to go over your current plan and see if there have been any changes. And if so, you need to entertain what they are and what you need to do to correct those. Because you may have things like your your prescriptions have changed, like we deterred a while ago. Maybe you're only taking one medication, and in the last half of 2020, you picked up another two or three medications uh, that add more to your burden of, of payment. Make sure your plan covers that medication that you're getting now and you're winding up getting all the coverage for the, for the fee that you're paying. The, the basic concept of cost of these plans varies, uh, as we said a while ago, by coverage. And sometimes we always want to pay as, as little monthly fee as we can, but sometimes it's advantageous to go ahead and take that next level, pay that next amount of money so that you have the adequate coverage you need. You know, that's one of the really tough things about insurance that you deal with, whatever kind of insurance it is, is usually you can get a minimum level of coverage for not very much money, but it may be the thing that comes back and bites you, so to speak, uh, if you have a minimum level, because it may be something where you needed more than the minimum level to deal with the uh, medicines. And, and as one assesses, assesses one's health, they sometimes can be be predictive about what may, in fact, be required of them in the coming year and, and prepare for that. Well, what, what I think of as a pharmacist as an example of this is the fact that you have a lot of diabetics, and they have, over the last five years, uh, released some very, very good diabetic drugs that keep people from having to use insulin and doing a lot of things that they didn't couldn't do before. Uh, therefore, they're very costly. Uh, the drugs cost a lot of money. This, it's not, once I said, as I said earlier, it's not unusual to have a bottle of 30 tablets that costs four or $500, but they work very well. They keep the patient's A1C in check, uh, and they do good things for the patient, but they're very expensive. So consequently, if they're in a plan that their plan has decided they're not going to cover that particular drug, uh, then there's a real problem because a lot of people can't afford to pay those kind of dollars every month uh, for their medication. And, and so what, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and they're not usually alternatives to these, you know, where they can say, talk to your doctor and maybe he can find a substitute or something that's less expensive. Right. Because these yeah. these, these yeah. sort of drugs, usually they're, they're one-off kind of things and so on. Like, you know what, we're going to have to quit on account okay. because <laughs> we have run out of time. But I want to thank you for well, being I, on with I've us. I've enjoyed being with you, Tom. Okay, well, if, if it's okay, I'm going to give you a call after we get off the air here. Okay, for, for that'll be fine. That's Mike James, who's helped us understand Medicare Part D, the open window for enrollment or cancellation or whatever, is between October 15th and December 7th.